Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm really pleased to be joined uh, today because we haven't checked in with her in a while, and she manages tens of billions of dollars for investors across Canada. Sarah Riopelle, who manages all the portfolio solutions at RBC Global Asset Management. Sarah, welcome back. Thanks for having me. So lots of stuff has gone on since we last chatted, and, and of course, you are watching this stuff 24-7 every day. And so, so, so let's talk about uh, what you're doing and, and what's on your mind uh, to help investors make sense of everything that's going on. So as, as, as we look into 2021, what's on your radar right now? Well, I think the coming year will bring heightened uncertainty um, and therefore more volatility and more muted return expectations. You know, while the initial stages of the pandemic were met with massive fiscal and monetary policy responses and, and mandated shutdowns, action to address this second wave that's occurring right now is happening with less urgency. You know, governments are being selective in tightening restrictions and closing businesses in hotspots rather than forcing entire sectors to halt operations as they did earlier in the year. So as a result of that, the economic damage from the second wave should not prove to be as severe as the first. Um, and recovery is still underway now, albeit at, at a slowing pace versus a few months ago. So much of the outlook, in my opinion, hinges on the development of a vaccine. Um, but we've seen some good progress in recent weeks, so we're cautiously optimistic on that front. We continue to expect stocks to outperform bonds in this environment, although, as I mentioned, we do expect um, more volatility going forward. Because, and there's varying impacts of the pandemic on different economies and, and markets. Um, and so as it's really important to take an active and globally diversified approach to, to, the, to your investments, which is what we're doing within the portfolios. You know, the events of this past year has really served as a reminder about the need to be prepared for a broad range of investment scenarios and investment outcomes, both good and bad. And I really think that diversification is at, is at the core of our approach to, to portfolio construction and a key tenet of investing. And I've talked so often about how important it is to ha have a globally diversified portfolio. Um, but it's not about setting it and forgetting it. So daily movements it will cause the weights to move away from their, their desired targets. So you have to actively manage those allocations on a day-to-day -day basis to make sure that the portfolios remain uh, properly positioned. So actively managing the portfolios is going to help to provide our clients with, with resilient outcomes and, and deliver strong risk-adjusted risk returns over time. Yeah, and I think that's something we, we, we emphasize quite a bit on, on, on this podcast is the, uh, A, the importance of diversification uh, and, and relying on uh, or, or being involved in, in, in active management uh, of your portfolio, uh, per, per, particularly in times like this, and, and focusing on it from the perspective of being an investor not a gambler or, or, or speculator. So in, in, in terms of the, the, the portfolios themselves, given that outlook, uh, how, how are you managing your portfolios right now? Well, you know, managing multi-asset portfolios is much more complex today than it has been in the past. The challenge is not only working through all of the short-term um, market noise to determine what's important, but also to ensure that the portfolios are positioned to continue to, to deliver results, especially in this environment of, of low interest rate and, and lower expected returns. Um, you know, keeping portfolios current as market conditions change is key, and a variety of changes in the economy and capital markets um, indicate the need for, for close attention to, to um, asset allocations right now. Investors need to rethink the traditional role of sovereign bonds in a multi-asset portfolio. You know, in the past, they've provided insurance, 
income and liquidity. Um, but we think that those these types of investments might be less effective on that front in the coming years. But that doesn't mean we should abandon sovereign bonds in a, in a multi-asset portfolio. It just means we need to rethink the allocation to them. Um, and so, you know, a recent change that we made was to to reduce the, the bond weight and allocate that weight to equities instead. You also have to make sure you're diversified within fixed income, so own lots of different types of fixed income products with, within your, your fixed income allocation. So I think investors need to reevaluate their portfolios um, to include other asset classes and strategies that can mimic the prior benefits of sovereign bonds while contributing to portfolio returns. Um, and you know some of the things that we're doing, we recently um, increased our uh, allocation to real estate. We um, continue to leverage our global fixed income capabilities with the addition of an absolute return credit fund, which is our, actually our first allocation to liquid alternatives within the portfolios. And so these are just a couple of the examples of how we're evolving our asset mix and, and diversifying our risk exposures given the current environment and our return prospects going forward. Yeah, and, and, and a couple of those points are so important, Sarah, because diversification, a lot of people just think of diversification with respect to stocks, equity, the equity portion of your portfolio, just as important in terms of fixed income and if you can efficiently add in alternatives, uh, as, as you mentioned, such as uh, commercial real estate, uh, it's an added value, an added diversifier. And of course, many of us have uh, real estate in terms of our, our own personal property, our, our, our own uh, home, or, or maybe a vacation property or something along those lines. So uh, just given all of what you've said, what do you, what do you think investors need to keep in mind? You know, I think the key is to, to not abandon your investment approach simply because things have changed. Um, it's true that the environment that made multi-asset portfolios so successful in the past is not what we're expecting in the future, but that doesn't mean you abandon the approach. What you do need to do is, is evaluate, evolve, renovate your strategies to ensure that your portfolios will continue to meet the risk and return goals um, that, that, that you've set for yourself. You know, remember that sovereign bonds offer a number of benefits and a balanced solution, as we talked about, um, insurance, income, liquidity. So, yes, we're in an environment of lower bond yields, but that doesn't mean that bonds don't still have a place in a multi-asset portfolio. Um, as we've talked about, you talked about diversification. There's so many different layers of diversification that you can have within a portfolio. Um, we, you know, at top-level asset class, strategies, manager diversification, diversification within fixed income. And, you know, it's, it's important to take that, that really that active and globally diversified approach um, to, to make sure that the portfolios remain well positioned. And, and as I said, just leave it with, with one last thought with you. I've said so many times in the past is, is we have to really encourage our clients to ignore the short-term noise in markets and stay focused on their long-term in, investment plans. Yeah, and, and, and that was really my, uh, my, my, my comment around being a, a real investor, which I know you are, and, and you are extremely disciplined in following that type of approach, and, and, and not being a gambler or, or speculator, and, and we've almost gone from the period in February and March when there was emotion and panic uh, that uh, with, with, with the virus and the market sold off 35% and people got too pessimistic. As we bounce back so quickly, the news of the vaccine, markets going to all-time highs again, uh, it's almost that, uh, that over-enthusiasm uh, for where we are right now, which often causes people to, uh, to make mistakes. And that's why uh, that prudent professional guidance that, uh, that you have, which is why I love to, uh, to have in people like you on to, uh, to, to interview, because you're, you, you, you look at this through a professional lens and you kind of say even keel. 
through the ups and downs of markets, correct? Yeah, it's about, you, t- you know, take advantage of opportunities um, as they become available, but taking a very prudent risk-adjusted approach. Like we have a risk budget for the portfolios so that we make sure that we don't allocate too much of our risk budget to any any single bet within the portfolio. So we keep thinking, you know, small measured changes, small measured bets, about scratching out the, the basis points of alpha for our clients without taking like these big, um, big bets in the markets because I've been doing this for too long to know that you're going to get it right, you're going to get it wrong. So make sure that when you do get it wrong, it's not going to hurt you too badly. So just to make those sort of small measured moves around your strategic asset mixes. And that, that's enough to, to generate the returns that we're looking for. Excellent. Well, Sarah, thank you. Uh, thank you for, uh, for your time today. That's some, some great advice and uh, an interesting outlook. It's always great to have you on. And uh, we look forward to having you back in the near future. Thank you. Thanks for having me.